Welcome to the Tech Hustler podcast. This podcast is for you if you want to hear the unfiltered stories from inspiring tech entrepreneurs. I started this podcast and the community to create what I was missing in the tech industry today. My mission is to make space for women in tech by creating a platform where they can connect, get inspired and gain new knowledge that will help them to accomplish whatever they are dreaming of. It doesn't matter if you're a tech founder, an employee, or dreaming of launching a startup, this podcast is for you. My name is Ivana von Proschwitz, and I'll be your host. It's time to start hustling smarter, not harder. Vanja Wikström is a serial entrepreneur who has launched everything from e-commerce companies to exercise programs. She has one of the country's largest children's channel on YouTube and also runs a site for used children's items. In addition to this, she works as an influencer profile. Her latest adventure is an NFT project where she is building the Web3 brand World of Alidia, whose core mission is to empower women to step into our digital future. Warm welcome, Vanya. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. I think we're going to have so much to talk about. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, as long as uh, as long as the English works, I'm a little bit tired, you know. So the brain, uh, when it has to translate everything, we'll, do, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> well, we'll take it slow. We'll take yeah. it slow. Yeah. So I am super curious about World of Alidia. So can you please tell us what it is? Yes, of course. World of Validia is, um, I call it a Web3 brand, but it's its really an NFT project. Um, and you, you call it a PFP project, a profile pick project, uh, which means that we have um, created originally 10,000 pieces of art, but now we're actually downsizing it to 5,000 because the global economy and the market as well as the NFT market is absolutely slaughtered at the moment. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's tough times. Yeah, it's tough times. But it's also really a great time also to build a company and to be a little bit of an underdog because, uh, you know, when tons of money everywhere, people are always happy, there are no problems. But when you have to build something and it's an up upway hill instead of a downhill uh, ride. Uh, you think twice or thrice about everything, and you kind of uh, well, you ha- you have to do everything in a cost-effective way. So it, it's really it's also lots of opportunities, and uh, I think it's if you manage to build something in a market like this, and you manage to build it and actually um, not only build it, but keep it keep it running until the market changes, then you have exceptional chances of uh, growing something really, really, really big when the market changes. Yeah. So, but back to World of Lydia, it's an NFT project. We created 10,000, but now 5,000 pieces of art, uh, digital art. And if you buy these NFTs, these pieces of digital art, you also get uh, utilities, uh, which means different kinds of values as a holder, as an owner. And um, we have uh, a couple of great web values. We have everything from like exclusive discounts with uh, brands that we really love. Um, often it's female-founded uh, brands or female-focused brands. And... Um, we have a great community uh, where you can enter uh, and ask 
all questions about Web3, crypto, blockchain, NFTs, whatever. And uh, we will take care of you. We will make you feel safe. No questions are dumb questions, stupid questions. And uh, we have moderators and we have people answering all kinds of questions. We even have our own tax expert, actually. <laughs> That is great. <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, when women invest, we want to do right. So like when we have to uh, declare our taxes, we want to do it the right way. So we're going to have like a, a workshop before taxes and in our Discord, our online community, to make sure that everyone who's bought our NFTs knows how to tax properly and do everything correct. Mm. So um, we have our Discord and then... We have, we're currently building our uh, metaverse and in our metaverse, we will have a digital hub, which is kind of a members club uh, and you can only access it if you're a uh, World of Lydia NFT holder. And in this uh, member club, we will offer workshops and stream concerts and just create interesting experiences for our holders. We're already doing that now, but in our Discord, our online community. And we also have IRL events. So we're going to have our first pop-up event. I actually met the, the brilliant woman who's organizing this uh, outside on the street here two minutes before I met oh, you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's It turns cool. out, yeah, she lives just around the block. So uh, we're organizing a really cool pop-up event before the end of this year where all the NFT holders can come together. They can also bring their friends and uh, we will just spoil them with, uh, you know, interesting experiences and just really nice place to hang out and, uh, you know, just learn new stuff together, workshops and, and stuff. So basically the mission, the core mission of World of Lydia is to onboard women into Web3 and have them find a safe place where they can explore our digital future to uh, learn about it, educate themselves and also take part in creating it. Yes. Yeah. So Very it's not. Important. Yeah. yeah. So, so why is this mission so important to you? Like, why did you embark on this journey? Well, um, as you said in the in the beginning, I've done a lot of different things. Yeah. And in all of the things that I've done, there's also there's always been like um, I don't know if you say this in English, but a, a, a red thread. You know, you have they have something in common, mm. and that is that I want to make a difference with everything I do. Um, whether it's like the e-commerce I started, that was, uh, we offered uh, pretty, th th this was in 2009, so it was a long time ago. And uh, the idea there was to offer pretty nursing bras to women who, you know, just had their babies and, and, and nice nursing apparel and stuff. Because I've always wanted to make women feel powerful and create opportunities for women. So um, when I kind of, dove into to Web3 and NFTs and crypto uh, on a private level, uh, it became pretty obvious pretty fast that there weren't a lot of women in there. <laughs> and I, I actually read a, a report came out pretty recently and it said that, I don't know if it was 81 or 82 percent men uh, active within Web3. And that means that it's 81, 82% men who's, you know, creating all the companies, creating all the opportunities, building all the networks and uh, making all the money and also setting all the structures for this digital future. Yeah. And this kind of made, made me freak out because uh, we all know, just look at the world today. I just saw in the news today, you know, everything that's going on in Iran 
this amazing yes. uh, female mm. uh, climber that protested uh, by uh, climbing in the, was some kind of championship and she d- did it without her hijab and now she's missing and it's ju- it just it's just insane the way women are treated in this world mm. so it it makes me furious uh, and it, i think it's just uh, it's just insane so we all know that we're not living in an equal world it's painfully obvious uh, wherever we look wherever we go and uh, and 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 i feel this so strongly even if i'm living in a part of the world where i'm not as affected as other women but i'm still affected every day so to imagine our digital future uh, where the women is not taking part in in creating it it makes me feel uh, nauseous because we're going to have to move into this digital future uh, whether we want it or not and my nightmare is that uh, there's going to be like a line of white men tech guys and just saying hello hello all the women please uh, you know go to the left we, we built the, uh, we have we have an extra low glass ceiling there yeah uh, we have shitty salaries and you know lots of hours uh, you won't get anywhere you can't climb anywhere you know you can't you can't advance but uh, welcome 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 into web3 and that's my nightmare so i just want to make sure that the women get on board that they Uh, see that this is not complicated it's not frightening it's fun and women will be great actually at creating this digital future because in the crypto nft blockchain world it's a lot about being good at creating communities and hello who in the world are the best in creating communities and you know maintaining relationships it's women yes so we have a we have an important job to do Wow, you said so much that resonates so so much with me as well. And um yeah, I I'm you left me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen <laughs> often. But yeah, I, I I really like everything that you're saying and especially that we want to be part of creating this new world and we can't just wait and sit and wait for the white men to create the world that fits us and we have seen that over and over again we have seen that in entrepreneurship we have seen that in finance we are seeing it in tech and we are seeing it in, in ai as well where it's a small minority a privileged group that is creating our future uh, and and the trends and products of tomorrow that's not going to fit <laughs> that like a lot of uh, different people and especially not women so i definitely agree 1000% with you uh, and that is one of my mission as well why i'm into ai and so interested in this field because it is it's not going to be the future it is the future like ai is here web3 is here crypto blockchain is here and i love what you're saying like it's going to be the future whether you like it or not like it, you can't just like ignore it and say oh I, i'm not interested I, that that i'm not going to be there you are going to be there in the future and in the metaverse as well so you might as well take this opportunity join a community where you can learn and evolve and then be part of creating that new tomorrow i love that 
Thank you. <laughs> so you you are on a very important mission, and your pieces are also beautiful. Let's talk about reasoning behind that. You work with an artist to do your beautiful pieces. Yes, sadly, I'm not very artistic myself. It's uh, almost on the level that you know when my kids ask me to, "Can you please draw a car, Mama?" You know, I have to really concentrate, and it still looks. Like shit. So uh, <laughs> when we when we uh, uh, thought that okay, we're going to do an NFT project and we're going to create these digital art pieces to as a way to get women into to Web three and discover this new world and learn about it, uh, we um, uh, thought that we have to find an artist that we really love. And I knew immediately who I wanted, uh, and. Um, It's actually a friend of uh, my partner who I started World of Lydia with, and her name is Fanny Schultz, and she does a lot of things. She does ceramics, she does uh, paintings, she does prints, she she sculpts, and everything she does. Uh, she has an Instagram page, and everything she does, I, it just makes me sweaty. You know, I just uh, the old blog expression cravings <laughs> as soon as i see her things i'm just craving for them so she was the first um person who just popped into my mind and we asked her and was very very happy when she agreed because she's very she's not very digital <laughs> and uh, we we actually we gave her an ipad to to create the um, the artworks on because Even if you do like ten thousand pieces, you're you're not going to to uh, hand draw ten thousand pieces, of course. But the way NFTs work is that you create like um, a couple of different traits, and then you put all of these traits into a computer program, and the computer program just mixes everything up and spits out. 10,000 or how many you choose is you choose to do um, pieces of art so they're randomly uh, put together which means that you have to have an artist that has an has a really good eye for the the whole picture so that everything goes together with colors with traits with um, well you know everything to create beautiful art pieces so there are no horrible ones <laughs> or maybe that's good as well because that they can be like uh, oh i got the really really you okay know one yeah or the awful one but, exactly but i'm sure there are people that love those as well like yeah yeah every 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 nft has has a place in someone's heart i'm sure mm. but uh, we gave her this ipad but she still wanted to hand draw everything so she hand drew like a couple of hundred illustrations wow Yes, that she then digitally um, transformed digitally, and uh, so we could create NFTs out of them. And for me, it was very important that our art was not. Uh, I, I wanted to create women, uh, but I didn't want it to be the classic male gaze vibe w- woman. Yeah, uh, because the NFT projects that I had been involved in prior to starting my own, uh, I was kind of confused and kind of uh, surprised really that even though they most of them were uh, female founded and female led the art pieces the women they portrayed were very barbie-esque you know Mm. the the sexy small noses big lips big eyes um big boobs small waist you know the, the barbie girl and I was like, oh my god, don't we have enough of this in the non-digital world? Do we really have to bring this, you know, as the first pieces of art into this digital universe? Yeah. 
can we stereotype very stereotyped mm-hmm. can we please think outside the box i mean isn't there a place for a another kind of woman now that we actually have the chance to make our own women make our own pieces of art and it's women who are behind these projects so i was very very adamant that our art would be portrayed not from the male gaze it would be beautiful women but it wouldn't be the barbie women i i love the barbie women as well she has a place in my heart but you know you have to offer different alternatives for people to relate to so um and funny funny schultz our artist she has a beautiful way of portraying women so she made our our art and just her first draft was we we just loved it it was just perfect uh, and we have we have five different characters so it's It's a woman, it's a man, it's a merman, and it's a mermaid, and it's an elf. That's kind of gender neutral. Some people think think it's a she, some people think it's a he, and it's, you know, it's up to the owner to decide. But we really loved her first draft. She she made a, a mermaid, and it was just, yes, it's perfect. Mm. So we love her so much, and it's weird, but we're kind of, we still stand out. If you look at a lot of um, uh, these kinds of projects and a lot of, Even female-led projects, our art stand out because they don't, you know, it's it's like when when something gets big, like um, then everyone wants to mimic that because they want to ride on the success wave. So one of the biggest female uh, American projects who's done a lot of great things for women in Web3. So no, I'm not shaming them in any way, but... um, but my personal opinion is that their art is is kind of stereotypical. It's cool and it's it looks good, but it's it's in the, the Barbie world, you know. And then kind of everyone else followed their lead and created kind of similar art. So no one actually thought outside the box. And uh, we want to think outside the box as much as possible within the world of Olivia. Mm. And I think that's the right approach because then you stand out. Yeah, Not yeah. just follow the stream. You you create the lead. Yeah. You show another path. You do something else. And I love your art. I have a small collection. I have three. Oh, <laughs> you do! I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they are beautiful and very yeah. yeah they are very beautiful. But I'd, I have maybe three more other arts as well from other projects. Ah. And, and I love your artwork and and your aesthetics. It's very pleasing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But tell us more about um like you in the beginning you said that you want to build um a brand. Can you tell us more about that? Like how can you build a brand of an NFT project? Well, um we're kind of thinking that um since we have these characters that I told you about like the elf and the mermaids and uh, we have a whole universe actually that they come from and uh We also have a have a story. I'm going to tell it really quick. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> uh, the the story is that we have uh, we have a small human child who's called Elidia, and uh, one day she kind of stumbles upon a new universe, a magical new world, and uh, she has the courage to explore this new world and to um, discover it and to you know wander in to it. And for her courage, she is. Um, rewarded with uh, becoming the queen of the humans in this new world. And um, we kind of see our community as our Lydia's, but in the sense that 
um, all these women that dare, that have the courage to kind of dip their feet into Web3 uh, and, uh, you know, just following us for a little bit to see where this leads. We think that they are also going to be greatly rewarded for their courage in the future because, you know, there, it's always good to know about things that are going to evolve in our future. So we have this uh, this world and this universe, the world of Olivia, and we are thinking that later on we want to do uh, like a children's movie based on our characters and we want to do books, children's books based on our characters. Uh, you mentioned in the beginning that uh, I have a uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also have that with that together with, with my partner and uh, it's called Lekistieve and I'm kind of a digital uh, play lady. I'm, you know, singing songs and um, doing little, uh, you know, do, doing things that, that small kids find fun. And that is also kind of developing their senses and increase, increasing their knowledge. So when we created our children's channel, it was very important to do like quality children's programs because when we had our first kid and we discovered YouTube it worked like a charm when we needed to go to the bathroom or take a shower but it was like a grown-up man in a spider-man suit opening kinder eggs yeah. or something yeah those are so awful <laughs> yeah, but they work so, so we were like oh we can't have our kid looking at this grown-up man opening kinder eggs so we have to do our own shows So that's what we did. And so we have a lot of experience within that field. So uh, we want to do a World of Lydia children's movie where we incorporate like really good values about empathy and equality and, uh, you know, being kind and stuff that are important to create good little human beings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit like, uh, like the, the Disney model, you know, they create movies with characters that become loved and then they make money out of uh, merchandise and things, events and things around these characters. So uh, that's something we want to do as well. And in, if you look at like the American NFT projects uh, in America, they've They're very, very, very much far ahead than than we are here in Scandinavia. So uh, the big NFT projects there, they're already like global brands. Uh, and they're doing collaborations with other global brands. They're uh, everything from um, they're going to be like a TV series about World of Women, one of the big female NFT projects. Uh, and it's produced by Reese Witherspoon's uh, production company. I love Reese Witherspoon. Not not a lot of people know that she's into crypto and NFTs. No, she's, I didn't know that. Oh. No, it's um, she's a really interesting woman. I think she does a lot of really good things, and um, um, she she's done a lot for the female Web three and NFT community by making it. You know, just lifting it out into the light and showing that this is fun. It's not hard. It's not techy. It's just a great way to connect with people. And at the same time, you might even make money if you pick the right projects. Mm. So so in America, they, they're so much further ahead. And um, they're do, it's going to be like movies about the NFT brands, characters. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be clothing lines. There are already clothing lines. Um, some projects have collaborated with like Adidas and uh, Nike and uh, well, so I think the sky's really the the limit if you create um, a really good brand that, that people respect and feel connected to. Mm, very cool. 
is so excited to see where where the future is going to lead in in this field because it's so new and and, and exciting. Yeah, we, I think we only just seen the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So can you mention a couple of big projects um, that you like and follow? Well, I've talked a little bit about this uh, American project. It's um, it's called World of Women, and it was the first big female project in America. They're huge uh, now. They minted in, I think it was June 2021, so like one and a half years ago. And when you mint your NFT collection, that means that's when you create it. So um, they've been live one and a half years and uh, they've been insanely successful. And um, they released a a second collection, which also just sold out. I don't know how long it took, but not too long. And uh, their NFTs um, were really affordable from the start. That's the thing with NFTs that, that you as a private person can actually invest in and and make money from if the project is successful so you can when you mint the project you can buy it for like uh, when you buy it when you mint it it's like buying straight from the factory uh, and you get it at well kind of a low price it might cost like $200 or $100 or $300 and if the project is successful And um, a lot of people want to own the same projects. It's a little bit like with stock, you know, when a lot of people want to own the same thing, the price goes up and then you can uh, sell it for more than you bought it for. Uh, But this is not, you know, all NFT projects. Most NFT projects are uh, worthless, I would say, a lot of them. It's a little bit like investing in art. It all depends on artists. It all depends on trends of how many pieces there are out there, Mm -hmm. what the the demand is for those pieces. But what's special with NFTs is also when you own an NFT, you get access to that club, right? Or that community. Yeah. So it's like owning a piece of art, but instead of uh, only, I'm doing the rabbit fingers here in the air, uh, instead of only owning the piece of art, you also, uh, through owning the piece of art, get access to a really fun community or community which uh, engages in some specific areas that you are really, really interested in. And they might uh, arrange everything from like travel destinations where you can get a discount if you're part of this community, or it can be like you can rent a villa in Greece (laughs) for a discount, or you can um, go on retreats or um, they do uh, things that engage in like for you know in in the healthcare business like for premature babies uh, so there are just uh, I think all NFT projects have different areas that they care you know like focus areas so um, you buy something that you enjoy and you also get access to a community that cares about something that's important to you and that might take you along the ride for for fun things on on the way yeah and you might also need meet friends in the community yes yes and like-minded people yes future business partners or husbands and wives or whatever exactly exactly it's a very social and fun way to to invest yeah I'd say. exactly mm-hmm. exactly exactly good put that that was good put. so um i'm so fascinated by you 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 have so much under your belt like with the uh, kids stores and your youtube channel you're an influencer you're into nft web3 like where do you get your inspiration from <laughs> I know that you are a mother also. You have three kids. Uh, well, two. Two, That's two p- kids. More than Sorry. enough. Yes. 
two kids, that, that definitely more than enough. But yeah. where, where do you get your information? Where do you get your inspiration? Well, I, I think it's like um, like for a lot of entrepreneurs, you you stumble upon something and then you see room for improvement, and then you make something out of it. That was why I started the e-commerce, like in two thousand nine. It was. I, I didn't have kids then. I didn't even want to have kids then. I wasn't interested in kids at all in 2009. Uh, so it wasn't because of, of that that I started this nursing bra business, but it was because I saw like a business opportunity. Why isn't people catering to all these women having babies and they're forced to put horrible things on their bodies, you know, in the most sensitive state maybe in their life and pay ridiculous amount of money for it as well. And with the kids, well, I already already told you about the, you know, our YouTube channel, why we started it, started making children's programs. And with the exercise thing I do, it's it's because I've hated exercise all my life. And then you pass 40 and you have a couple of kids and things start to break in your body and you're like, God, I have to do something. Uh, so I created exercise. It's, it's an exercise app called Rimli Training. It's reasonable exercise. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, uh, uh, it's for those people who hate to exercise and the ones who will never get an, uh, a gym card. And if we get gym cards, we go there maybe once and then we have the card for three years and pay lots and lots of money, but we never get any use out of it because we hate it. So it has to be reasonable. It has to be something that you can do at home with no weird weights or something. Just do it with your own body and you don't have to have any knowledge, anything. Just follow these small video clips and you will be done in 15 minutes and you've done something for yourself. So I, I think it's uh, that's my inspiration. I stumble upon things and uh, like with the NFT, it, it was also like We had invested personally in the NFT space for a year or something like that. And we just saw room for improvement. Like, why are all the projects art Barbie girls? And uh, why are they not doing more with it? Because we entered this space uh, on a private level when uh, the NFT was space was just amazing. And everyone wanted to buy everything. So and the market was very, very different from now. So the most of the projects that we followed and that we invested in, they sold out in a matter of minutes. You know, they had their 10,000 digital pieces and it took them 10 minutes to sell every single one of them because it was an NFT frenzy. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying that's healthy. I think it's more healthy as it is now where the quality projects uh, actually survive, the ones who have visions and long-term thinking. Um, but we were also wondering, like, If you sell 10,000 NFTs in 10 minutes, you have like 30 million Swedish crowns uh, to do a lot of fun things for your community uh, with. Why aren't you doing more? So um, we just wanted to create an NFT project that really invested, reinvested heavily in their community. And then, and, and this is what we've done, even if we we've launched in a time, we, we, we managed to launch in the absolute bottom you know when ethereum was $1100 instead of uh, i think it was 3500 or maybe even yes it w i think it was 3500 when we started our project and when we launched it was 1100 and uh, you know when we started there was an nft frenzy you could just slap uh, the word nft on anything and you could sell it and when we uh, then minted in uh, late june um, we just uh, uh, the market has just died and 
people was just, ah, no, NFTs, no. And, you know, with the war in Ukraine and the global economy has just been horrible for everyone. So we didn't sell out and we didn't get all the money that we anticipated. I think if we had, I know that if we had launched six months earlier, we would have sold out. And I think we would have sold out in two minutes instead of uh, 10 because we're such a good project. And I even agree. <laughs> uh, Yeah, but even the, the bad projects sold out in 10 minutes, like yeah. in, in January and, and December. Yeah. So, um, but with the money we actually got, we really uh, focused on creating value for our community. Uh, so we have to, we're going to have to like wait this you know, just take us through this bear market that we're in now and uh, uh, just be smart with our resources so we can survive. And then when the market changes, we'll be very ready and we'll have built an even better project uh, that people can discover. And then I think we will gain more capital and we can do more fun and important things for our community and continue our core mission, which is to educate and to bring Scandinavian women mostly in, into Web3. And and you get your first money in as a project when you sell your NFTs, right? Yeah. But then you get to get a kickback later. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit like a crowdfunding project. Like you sell your NFTs and when you've sold them, that's when you gained your uh, capital. Uh, so uh, the the... Yeah, the capital that you get after that is mostly based on secondhand sales. Uh, and then we get a kickback of 9% for every World of Lydia NFT that's sold on the secondary market. We get 9% uh, kickback. Hmm. So uh, during the, um, the the fun times, you know, uh, in before the, the, the war in Ukraine and the global crash, um, the big projects, they, they turned around hundreds of thousands of dollars per month wow yes in only in the kickback uh, wow. uh, revenue so the, there's a lot of money to be made there and but now the, the secondary market has almost stopped it's, it's dropped to almost nothing uh, we just checked the statistics on open which is the the world's largest secondary market platform for nfts and uh, when If you compare like uh, the numbers from when it was like this NFT frenzy and today, the sales have gone down uh, with uh, 99%. So, yeah, so it's a really tough market. And the ones that survive this market, I think, are the ones that have the possibility to be really huge uh, in the future. Mm, mm. But now, right now, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah, Mm. I can imagine. But can can everyone create their own project? Like, how do you create an NFT project? Yes, uh, anyone can do it, and uh, anyone can do it for free. It depends a little bit on the blockchain you choose. Uh, our NFTs are on Ethereum, and that's a blockchain where you can't create it for free. But you can cr- create it on, for example, Polygon, and uh, it's uh, it doesn't cost anything. And all you need really is crypto wallets. And um, a connection to OpenSea, this secondary sale uh, marketplace, and digital NFTs. And what that is, it's up to you. It can be, you know, an illustration. It can be sound. It can be a piece, uh, a clip, a video clip. Uh, So then you just upload your uh, digital, well, your, your digital files and convert them, create NFTs. So it's really simple. And... I often get the question, how do you do it? And 
we're going to create a guide because um, we think it's important that we also want to stand behind all the you know artistic women that want to yes. delve into mm. uh, the NFT market and mm. help them and just say, well, we've just we've created a guide. Follow these ten simple steps to create your own NFT collection. So so it's it's not uh, it's not complicated at all but there are a lot of tutorials on YouTube if you just uh, can't wait for our guide just print just write like uh, how to create your own NFT collection on YouTube and you will get a lot of videos not a lot of videos made by women though but still uh, um, still videos so yes Co- I'm it's coming I'm pointing at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> your influencer your YouTube pro yeah. <laughs> NFT pro <laughs> yeah no we definitely we want to make like uh, explainer videos definitely there's just so many things we want to do because yeah. we're so early here so it's like nothing is done mm. so we have to start somewhere So we've started with our Discord and um, there we have a lot of like FAQs on everything from how to set up a crypto wallet uh, to what is Web3, what is an NFT. Uh, We just recently also started educating on Instagram uh, because the crypto and blockchain people, they're all on Twitter. But in Sweden, no one is on Twitter. No, no, exactly. (laughs) So um, we can't reach our uh, core target group on Twitter because our target group is is women and newbie women who ha- aren't familiar with Web3. So, so they're definitely not on, t- on Twitter. The, the ones on Twitter in Sweden, it's maybe like media people and uh, Web3 people. So that's... And investors. And investors. Yes, yes. Finance people, definitely. Yeah. So, but if you want to uh, reach like the regular woman, mm. they're on Instagram. So uh, we've, we're going to um, launch more educational posts on Instagram. We have one uh, at the moment. It's like, what is an NFT? And it's in Swedish because there are a lot of um, informational Instagrams about this uh, in English. But we want to do it in Swedish. So we're going to be, well, educational on our Instagram. So And, and it's um, just easy and it's fun and it's cute. And it's, uh, you know, it's nothing that will feel weird in your uh, in your stream oh maybe when you know when you see all the pictures social in media your stream yeah in your yeah. social media stream you will just uh, see something interesting and um, uh, something that's that people might find is hard but it's not and it's explained really quick mm. check it out yeah you have a beautiful feed with a lot of good information and a thank lot you. of nice pieces of your nfts as well yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> so if we look a little bit in the future so i mean no one knows what's going to happen in the future right but it's uh, it's fun to guess <laughs> so what do you think like what is your vision or what are your thoughts about like a web3 nfts and ownership in the future like owning digital pieces Well, ownership is going to be massive. Digital ownership is going to be massive. I don't think that anyone would question me if I if I told you that. Uh, or I, I can just ask the question. Do you think that the world will be more or less digital in the more. future than it is? Like, yes, I think everyone will agree that it will be become more digital. And uh, with the blockchain technology, uh, it will revolutionize a lot of industries. But one of the things that it will revolutionize is the possibility of owning 
digitally. Uh, and everything you own digitally will be NFTs. So like if we just look around this room where we are right now, we have tables, we have really nice chairs, we have, you know, this podcast studio, everything uh, we have in this room, we will create, we will want to have digitally as well, because you might want to uh, interview someone from, uh, I don't know, from Germany or the Netherlands or South Africa or and then you can uh, in the future you can meet in the metaverse in your own podcasting studio. Yes. Uh, where you have your cute pink chairs and your, you know, beautiful flowers and everything to make people feel comfortable. Uh, and, um, you know, you don't want someone to just come in and take your podcasting studio and uh, block it when you need it. So you have to own it. So for me, it's just it's a no brainer that everything we own in the real world today, we're going to pretty much want to own in the digital world uh, in the future. So um, NFTs are going to be massive. And I also think that metaverse is something that that's going to be real, you know, an everyday kind of thing for everyone, as it already is to our kids. You know, they, they play Roblox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the metaverse. You know, that's the they hang out with their friends in a digital uh, yeah, universe. And they instead of meeting their friends, they're meeting their friends in in the shape of, of an avatar. Mm. And that's the metaverse. So it's already here and our kids are really accustomed to it already. Mm. So we just uh, need to get accustomed to it as, as well and find, well, you know, there are a lot of interesting possibilities for how you can use metaverses for education. Uh, you know, imagine to being able to teach your kids about the solar system uh, by actually standing in the middle of the solar system. Yeah, or, that's going to be so cool. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's just, it's the, the, the possibilities are endless. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I both look forward to that future and not, so... <laughs> Yeah, me too. But it's th that's why it's so important that we get everyone on this mission. Mm. Uh, and not only the, the women, so the women can be part of setting the structures and building this new digital future, but everyone, we need everyone. You know, we need an, as much a nuanced group of people we can find to create this new digital world. Uh, otherwise, it will be um, unbalanced, you know, like, exactly. like this yeah. world is. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about. That because, I mean, if we look at AI, like it's only 30% of women building AI and we have seen um, biases in, in the algorithms and outcomes and products. So I, that's what I'm a bit worried about, that we will transfer our inequalities and biases that we have in the physical world into the metaverse and into the digital world because they are already there. So I... Yeah, I really love your mission that you want to change this and that you want to invite more people and women especially to create this future of tomorrow and there to be the first ones and, and educate themselves and then play. It's mm. fun, like mm. play and, and, and be part of the future and build a better world for, for our kids and for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So important. Very good. Thank you so much. So um, I have some uh, final questions. So like what would be your best advice for someone that wants to buy NFTs? Like what should you look for? It's not financial. This is not financial advice, but just like from a pro, like because if you're a newbie, you don't know. I mean, the first step is, of course, to buy the things that you like, like that, that's pretty. But what what could be like more the strategical 
uh, things that you can think about? Well, uh, from a personal point of view, not, not financial advice, though, we have to say the disclaimer again. If if I invest in something for turning a, with the goal of turning a profit, because you can invest in, in different things because and you have different goals with it. As you say, you can invest in something because it's really pretty, you want to own it because it's pretty. You can invest in in another kind of NFT because they have a core mission that's important to you. Uh, you know that you won't get probably won't get any money selling this NFT in the future, but you're supporting a project that's uh, important to you. But if you want to make make it more strategic, um I'd say that you First of all, you look at you look at the roadmap in the NFT world. You call a business plan a, a roadmap. It's like a uh, the official vision of the project, and it states what you want to do and when you want to do it. So you look at the roadmap of the project, and you see uh, is this interesting? Do I uh, think that this is uh, a good roadmap? You know, is it a good vision? And then you look at the team behind the NFT project because the team. Is, are the people who are going to execute this roadmap and make these things happen. Uh, do I think that this team is capable of executing the roadmap? And um, if you have those boxes checked, also look at the art. <laughs> so is the art uh, you know, appealing? Is it well made? Or is it just something that someone scrambled together because they want to make a, trying to make a quick buck out of an NFT project? And there are a lot of those. So Uh, not not as many now as before when it was this NFT frenzy. Now they've kind of, uh, uh, you know, dwindled away. So the ones that are out there now are, I'd say, more quality projects that are left. But um, and you look at the utility, what they offer, you know, their their community. Is this something that people would be interested in? And um, After that, you you make your decision. And um, if if I invest in something that I really believe in, I would not buy one. Uh, this is also if you have the possibility, of course, because they cost money. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have the possibility, I'd I'd recommend buying a couple because um, if the projects um, if if it goes well the way people are planned then you can uh, turn a profit by selling uh, one of them, like when, when the projects have uh, increased in value a little bit, and then you might get back your investment. So you're at plus minus zero. And then everything after that is is profit. And um, if you really believe in something, like um, I would also say n not to sell too soon. <laughs> uh, and if you buy something now, it's... Um, Or I'm, I'm going to say this first, the, the different kinds of NFTs. So uh, we've also invested in like more, these are all digital collectibles, but there are different kinds. There are these where you have 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. And then you have uh, um, other ones that you have maybe just uh, one or two or 10. Uh, and um, we've invested in some some of those projects as well, where big brands have created their first NFTs, like Disney created their first NFTs and um, Marvel. So we, we've invested in like a Spider-Man that we believe in will be increasing value because it's the same in the real world. Like if you collect comics, for example, um, it's you should have the first edition you should have you know this and this artist who was very popular to create spider-man it should be 
from this and this year. So just see what's what, what's valuable in the real world, and then you can you can translate it into the digital NFT world. Um, and uh, I could also and and those are are things that we're going to hold for like maybe five or ten years or something. Or even longer. We bought some for our kid for our kids. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I'll also say that you know everyone is like the market right now. It's horrible and it's crashed and and it's it's a disaster and it is. But that also means that it's kind of everything is on sale. So I want to say again, it's not financial advice, but it's. Um, if you're interested in this world, it's a good opportunity to be able to buy projects at a really good price, because even the most expensive projects, the ones that um, a couple of you know a couple of months ago uh, cost maybe ten thousand uh, dollars, maybe it's still expensive. Maybe they cost one thousand dollars now, so it's still expensive. But my personal belief is that the NFT industry will. Uh, bloom again. I don't know if it will take six months or a year, or maybe two years. But since my personal belief also is that NFTs will be everywhere in a couple of years and everyone will own them in different ways, I don't think that it's an industry that is over and that's okay. So now, you know, no one's going to buy NFTs anymore. Mm. I I don't believe that. Mm. I think it, you know, it will come another bull market and it will bloom again. But but it will take some time. So. It might be a good opportunity to go out there and, and explore. And um, I also wanted to say a last thing about when you're checking projects, always, always, always make sure that the team, that the persons behind the projects, that, that it's a doxed team. And with a doxed team, you mean that they, you can see their names, you can see their pictures. They are not hiding behind avatars. Um, you know, if you create something, you should be proud of it. You shouldn't. Um, you shouldn't hide behind an, anything because there are a lot of scams and rug pulls and in the NFT industry. And one of the big red flags is that when people don't show their faces and they don't want to, you know, publicly say their names, uh, who is behind a certain project. So just check that. Like, if you would buy into another business, you would want to know who's running this business. Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, Greta and what's her last name? What did she do before? Is she capable of doing this? And this guy, what did he do before? Is he capable of doing this? And just make your do your homework, and maybe watch out for like Instagram or social media scams because no project will reach out to you and say, "Hey, we have a sale. <laughs> These are on discount. Get them now." So maybe that's also a red flag to, to yes. look out for. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that that's um, that. No, it's it's really it's common sense. Like if something looks too good to be true, it's too good to be true. No one is going to offer you a really valuable NFT for no money at all. Uh, so so just if if it's too good, if it seems too good to be true, it is too good to be true. And and just you know uh, be critical. Uh, I have. It's so frustrating. I have people constantly uh, creating fake profiles of my Instagram. And this started when I entered the uh, NFT and Web3 space. Before that, no one had ha ever done this to me. And now it's almost every week I get from my followers, oh, this person contacted me and they're, you know, called Vanya Vikström or Vanya Vikström. And they're contacting my followers and adding them and then sending 
really horrible messages asking them about, you know, their tr- crypto trading and, oh, I can help you and sending lots of emojis and hearts. And it, it's just yeah. horrible. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because we had our pre-interview the other day and the day after I got one of those. Uh-huh. And writing to me like, oh, how is your trade going? And I was like, okay, this is not, we just talked like a day before. So this is not the real Vanya. This is something is shady here. And then, then I checked it out. And of course it was shady. It was like phishing mm. accounts. But I mean, you can take it as a compliment that you <laughs> are, you have made it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, those are so annoying because you can't protect yourself and you can't protect your account in any way. No, and you can't protect your followers. So mm. I'm kind of scared that, you know, someone might think that, you know, th- th- that they don't check it, uh, check the account. And, and they're just maybe it's a tired mom who has kids and she's she has half a brain because she hasn't slept in, you know, two years. Like we all we all have half a brain. <laughs> uh, so um, and maybe they're like, uh, you know, agreeing to giving out their seed phrase or something They never give your seed phrases or you know your passwords to anyone anywhere and i would never never offer to help someone with their personal trading i mean that that would be i think it would even be illegal uh, so it's ju- just be just be a bit cautious mm-hmm. and check everything uh, twice yeah and and what i usually do i look at the that uh, account Uh, because they copy your whole feed, like we have all pictures yeah. and everything. I usually look for like uh, comments. Have there been comments on their picture uh, pictures and what comment the comments are? And also if all the pictures are uploaded on the same date, yeah, then you know it's a, definitely a scam. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's so annoying. I, I just get yeah. I get so annoyed because these people they're putting a lot of time and effort into duplicating accounts because it takes time uploading, you know, downloading everything that I've ever created and then uploading it and uh, you know with the, they have the same captions as me. Everything looks it looks almost right. If they could focus that energy on doing good, I mean, we would have. Yeah, or do, creating run. something by themselves and selling or like making yeah. money in some other ways. That yes. would be such yeah. a waste of energy. Such a waste, yeah. But it's it's very annoying, uh, both as a follower when you get exposed and, and I can imagine it as a uh, profile as well. Mm. I'm trying to get the, the blue badge behind my name, yes. you know, to get verified because then it's, I think it's harder for people to copy your... Yeah. Uh, because then all your followers know that you have to have the blue badge as well. But what, what is needed for that? Oh, you tell me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried and tried and they're constantly denying me. And it's like, it's it's such a big secret of w- what's de- what's demanded. You know, they, they ask you a lot of questions and they ask for links and I provide everything and, um, uh, and I get denied. And it's not about how many followers you have because you can have 6,000 followers and you can be verified. So it's some kind of magical record recipe and it's so uh, it's so wanted that um you know p- people are going to extremes sometimes to to get this blue badge I'm, i'm not going to any extremes but i'm going to keep trying until meta gives it to me so i can get rid of these annoying uh, well copycats hmm. good yeah thank you <laughs> but uh, how is the sustainability in nfts because when people hear The NFT, they think that's a lot of energy consumption, that it's bad for the environment. What are your thoughts? 
Well, uh, there are a lot of prejudice uh, against both crypto and blockchain and NFTs. And this is uh, one of them. And it's partly true because if you look at Bitcoin, for example, the, the first uh, blockchain, the first cryptocurrency, um, they mine their bitcoins with a way that's called uh, proof of work and proof of work means that a lot of if i'm explaining this super super simple a lot of computers are combined together and they're uh, calculating really really hard you know they're crunching numbers and to do that you have to have enormous amounts of energy Uh, and Ethereum, that World of Lydia's NFTs uh, live on, uh, they also, because that's the second oldest uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency in the world. So they also have this old technique, the proof of work technique. But with Ethereum, uh, it was also proof of work until recently when they switched to proof of stake. And proof of stake, instead of having lots and lots of computers crunching numbers, you stake your uh, cryptocurrency, your coins, and you get interest and that's how you create new coins and that doesn't take much energy at all in fact it decreased ethereum's energy consumption decreased with 99.95 percent when they switched from proof of work to proof of stake so uh, and this is something they've been working for a long time uh, so when we started out with World of Lydia, it was still proof of work and uh, we knew that some people were critical of why did you choose the blockchain Ethereum when it's still proof of work and we chose it because it's a really good and stable blockchain and uh, and um, it's the most common and most used blockchain for these kinds of NFTs project. So And we also knew that they were working towards uh, proof of stake so we knew that in just a couple of months they will decrease their energy consumption with more than 99%. So um, I actually think that it's a really sustainable product because it's a digital product. You only have to create it once. And uh, they live on a blockchain that eats almost no energy. So for me, it's uh, it's a very sustainable uh, kind of business. Mm. And that is good because we're going to see more and more of the metaverse and we're going to move into the digital space. So it's good that we don't harm the environment by doing so. Yeah. Uh, and I can. I also want to say something about it, that it's also like when you're in the start of something, like maybe you have to invest a little bit so we can have new inventions that will make it, make it even easier for us in the future to care for the climate and the environment. Like, I always do the the metaphor with the electric cars. Like we've decided in our on our planet now that uh, electric cars are better than um, fossil fueled cars. So we're investing a lot in in electric cars. We all know electric cars are problematic because of the batteries and everything that you know takes to create these batteries. How you what you do with them when you when they're um, you know when, when they're done etc etc. But to But we, it seems that we've all reached a consensus that it's better for us to have some minuses in forms of, like, for example, these batteries. But we see the bigger picture that if we make this switch, it's going to have a bigger impact on the environment and help us even further down the line. So mm. there are some minuses now, but they will turn into more pluses in the future. Yeah, so we are setting the infrastructure now and need to invest in that. 
mm. to be then better in the future. Yeah. Uh, one last question. Uh, what tech hustlers or other women would you like me to interview in this podcast? Ooh, well, you already talked to Johanna from Logcast, I know, yes. because I love her. I think uh, she's amazing. I love her company and idea. Uh, so uh, that's a good job. You already found her. Mm -hmm. She was my first. Ah, <laughs> good premiere. Yeah. Very good. She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, well, I'm thinking well, one who pops into my head right now, of course, is um, Sara Vimekrans, you yeah. know, the Backing Minds uh, group or Susanna Yaffe. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear their thoughts of uh, where we're going. And I also think they have an interesting approach about, you know, the sustainability of everything. So yeah. how they would view sustainability of this new world where we're building. Yes, very interesting. So uh, I know they're very busy, but if you can uh, get a hold of them, I would very much want to listen. I will try. I will try. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. This was so interesting. And thank good luck on your mission. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> think about today's episode let me know on linkedin and instagram at tech hustler this podcast is a passion project of mine so if it speaks to you it would mean a lot to me if you would give it a nice review and share it with your friends see you next week and until then hustle smarter not harder